following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. I hope y'all like hamburger meat, because that's exactly what I'm going to be bringing back and serving up in this here whirly bird. Cover me, you limp dick fuck-ups. Hey, everybody. This is Sergeant Four-Leaf Tayback. Welcoming you to a new episode of Get In Loser. We're starting a podcast. Across from me, we got the creator and main star of the Fatties franchise, Mr. Jeff Portnoy. A.K.A. Chop. And across from me is the young actor, Kevin Standarski. A.K.A. Cheetah. And this week, we're talking about the greatest parody war movie to ever exist, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was the first time doing a movie one like this in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. But uh, we're ramping up for uh, episode 60 here in a couple weeks, so we figure these next two episodes will just pump out something kind of small, you know, because 60 is going to be a doozy. We're... uh, we're going to chart into some uh, pretty deep territory. Pretty excited about it. Pretty nervous about it. Might have nightmares after it, but... Yeah, he might have nightmares after I take my shirt away. Oh, my I shirt's th- off all right now. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think 60 is going to be a solid episode, so I'm pretty excited about it. So we figured, you know, last week before we started recording the Blood Countess episode, I don't know why, but for some reason it came up in conversation we started talking about Tropic Thunder. And how great the movie is. And then when I was thinking of what to do for my episode, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Why don't we go back and revisit Tropic Thunder, which is, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest comedies ever made. So that's what we're going to do this week. Obviously, if you've heard any of our other movie episodes, it's basically just going to be like that. You know, we're going to give you a little rundown of the film, give you some thoughts of our own, you know. You know, just basically just... We're basically just going to fanboy out about this movie because uh, I just watched it again for the first time in a while the other night, and it still holds up as one of the best. I watched it when I was picking him up for It's work. still fucking fantastic. I mean, it's so good from start to finish. The stack is the cast is stacked. Everybody gives a phenomenal performance. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're going to jump into that. But, you know, during this episode, you know, my boy Chop over here is going to be playing the role of uh, Jeff Portnoy, played by Jack Black, a.k.a. Fats. That's his war name in the movie. And I'm going to be playing Kevin Sandusky, a young Jay Baruchel, who in the war movie, his name is Brooklyn. So, yeah, I mean, we're just going to... We're just going to go on a big fucking love fest about this movie. I mean, I got tons of shit to say now that it's fresh in my mind again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I don't want to ramble on. So I'm going to let Chop say what he needs to say real quick, and then I'm going to set the scene. Go ahead. Well, you got anything to say before we start this up? Yeah, um, I'm going to do, like, the release date. All right, well, can you hold off a second? Yeah, I could. Don't jump in, though. Jesus. Didn't you just hear me say I was going to set the scene? Yeah. All right. Everybody turn down your lights. Get real silent. Now, imagine. Imagine this. In the winter of 1969, an elite force of the U.S. Army was sent on a top-secret assignment in southeast Vietnam. The object- objective? Rescue Sergeant Fourleaf Tayback from a heavily guarded NVA prison camp. The mission was considered to be near suicide. Of the ten men sent, only four returned. Of those four, three wrote books about what happened. Of those three, 
two were published. And of those two, only one got a movie deal. This is the story of the men who attempted to make that movie. Take it away. The movie Tropical Thunder dropped in theaters August 13, 2008. Director Ben Stiller. Music by Theodore, uh, uh, whatever his fucking name is. Box office, $195.7 million. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, before we do anything else, let's hop into this fucking stacked cast real quick. Because if you've never seen the movie or you haven't seen the movie in a while, let us remind you of how stacked this cast is. I'll start, and then you can go, and we'll switch back between each each actor, all right? Wait, are you, so, do, are you looking at Google? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right, so I'll go first, and then you go from there, and we'll just keep going back and forth. Okay, first we got Ben Stiller as Tug Speedman. Second, we got Robert Dine Jr. as the only black face that Hollywood no. accepted. Yeah, probably the only black face ever in movie history that is accepted by the community. But he's playing the role of Kirk Lazarus. And then we got Mr. Jack Black as Jeff Portnoy, of course, respectfully. Got Mr. Tom Cruise as Les Grossman. At first when I watched the movie, I did not recognize Tom Cruise at all. <sighs> me either, which really upset me because, as you all know, we've listened to this channel. I'm, like, obsessed with Tom Cruise. So I was really sad that I didn't realize that was him. But anyways, then we also uh, have... Jay Baruchel, who, as I said earlier, plays Kevin Sandusky, Brooklyn. We got Nick no- Nova Nosa, who plays Sergeant uh, Fourleaf. Fourleaf Tayback. Tayback. Then we have Brandon T. Jackson, who plays Alpha Chino, aka the very in the closet gay rapper in the movie, <laughs> who in the movie says the only reason he's in the movie is because he had to come represent. Because there was only one black character in the movie, and they gave it to Crocodile Dundee. His words. The next guy, you should know him from the Lincoln car commercials. He's the guy who goes, all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey as Rick Peck. Rick Peck. Rick Peck as agent of uh, Ben Stiller's character. Yeah, he's Ben Stiller's agent. Which I actually have a fun fact about that, but I'll, I'll wait a little bit to tell you guys. Then we have the final. who might be one of the greatest comedic actors, in my opinion. If not the greatest, and he's definitely on a list somewhere. Uh, we got Mr. Danny McBride as Cody, a.k.a. the explosive guy. He works as the explosives guy for the movie. Yeah, I just remember some of his lines. Mother Nature's just pissing her pants. Mother Nature's pissing her pants, dude. He plays the... Special effects guy for the movie within the movie. You're going to hear saying that a lot, too, the movie within the movie, because it's literally a movie about them making a movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Stephen Cor- Cor- Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan, he played the directory. Yeah, Damon Cockburn. But when he when mm-hmm. he actually... <laughs> Cockburn. Cockburn. <laughs> when he actually was... When he actually took the, the, the cast... To... Oh, Vietnam to the real Vietnam, he he dies. Yeah, he dies pretty fast. Oh, by the way, a spoiler if you never yeah. watched the movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, you're just an idiot. Or if you don't like this kind of stuff. And then we also have Bill Hader as a studio exec, who is Les Grossman's assistant. But yeah, I mean that's that's about it for main cast. But I mean that's a fucking stacked cast, though. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast right now. Yeah, I mean we got a little bit. We got a couple of people here and there, you know. Littered in and out throughout the movie. Like, uh, we have Tyra Banks, who features as herself. Uh, Maria Menounos, Menounos, who features as herself. Uh, Toby McGuire features as himself in one of the fucking funniest movie trailers I've ever seen in my life. The Satan's Alley. Satan's Alley, where it's basically just two, like, fucking monks who are gay for each other. Yo, just imagine And they the... have to, like, sneak around. It's pretty funny. It, imagine if Hollywood actually came down to it to make these movies for real. Yeah, that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, you also have uh, John Voight shows up as himself. Uh, Lance Bass as himself. Mm. 
a couple other people. Christine Taylor, who was Ben Stiller's wife at the time, she shows up in a trailer within the movie of the movie. But yeah, I mean, let's get to talking about Tropic Thunder. Yo, know, uh, Ben's still been married to uh, Christina Taylor since 2000. Yeah, well, they fucking got a divorce bunch. Or they got a, they separated a bunch of times. Yeah, but they're actually together still. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know everything. Okay, I'll put you over here. All right, let's dive into talking about Tropic Thunder. So basically, like we said, Tropic Thunder is a movie about them making a movie about, you know, the mission to save Sergeant Fourleaf Tayback from, you know, an enemy camp, which Nick Nolte plays the real Fourleaf Tayback in the movie, and he's kind of like, you know, just there to show them. But, I mean, the movie starts, as soon as the movie starts, we get hit with a fucking... We get it with a com- a rap video commercial for Alpha Chino's signature drink, Booty Sweat, and his Butts and Nut Bars. Butts and Nut Bars. And then, uh, then they show off the trailers for. Uh, we get the trailer for uh, what is it? Satan's Alley. Yeah. Satan's Alley with Robert Downey Jr. as Kirk Lazarus, obviously. And then we get a trailer for Fatty's Fart Two. Which is basically just a parody of the clumps, basically. Uh, and I guess you could say, well, I don't really know what Alpha Chino is a parody of. I guess just rappers in general, maybe, I guess you could say. And then uh, we get the trailer for the Scorched Earth movies, which are Tug Speedman's movies. Which I guess are kind of just a parody of just like action movies in general, I would say, probably. Yeah. For the most part. But, you know, then it flashes to them working on the movie, you know, in this fucking, like, jungle and shit. And it just shows them all, like, you know, it basically just plays out like a war, but it's just, you know, them filming a war movie, you know, while filming another movie, uh, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. It's weird to explain. That's actually good. That's actually, that's actually funny. I mean, it's got to be if, I don't think it's the best, but it's definitely got to be, well, I think as far as parody movies go, it's probably the best one. Because, I mean, all these years later, it's still, it's still a cult classic. People still love it. I actually, uh, if you follow on Facebook that uh, Joe Blow, that fucking, uh, like, movie company or whatever, they do, like, movie reviews and shit. They have, like, a segment called What the Fuck Happened to This Movie? And they posted about Tropic Thunder, and literally every comment was like, nothing happened in the movie. It's fucking great. You know what I mean? It's, like, one of those movies that... I don't think you can meet one person who didn't love this fucking movie. And if you do meet one person who doesn't love this movie, they're fucking lying to you. But, yeah, I mean, the movie is fucking fantastic, dude. Hold on. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. You got, like, all different kinds of actors and different methods they do. Got some of those actors that do, um, or method actors. There's some of them that are on drugs. Especially, uh, Jack Black's character, when he's off the drugs, he gets tied up. He's like, hey, tie me up. I don't care what my answer is. Just tie me up. Yeah, the, uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie is when, uh, before they're about to raid the camp, when they when they got him tied to the tree and they're fucking, they're trying to get him to, re- the, uh, you know, detox. And, like, when they're all asking about Alpha Chino if he's gay, like, trying to find out if he's actually gay. Yeah. And Jeff's like, he's like, Alpha, untie me right now and I'll suck your cock, man. <laughs> and Alpha Chino's like, well, how many times I gotta tell you I love the pussy? And Jeff's like, I'll stroke the shaft. Rub the balls. I'll do it right now. Just let me go, please. I mean, Jack Black plays... He plays, like... Not that, like, addiction is, like, funny. But you know what I mean? Like, somebody who, like... He plays, like, that Hollywood star. Very... You know what I mean? He's very good at playing, like... What you'd think a Hollywood star would look like if they were, like, you know... Like, making a movie but secretly had a drug problem the entire time. That's exactly what Jack Black 
portrays in this movie, and he's fucking perfect as it. Yeah, Jack Black, whatever movie he plays in. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's a fantastic actor. He's always Kung, been great. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, he's got he, the fucking... Tena- everything he's ever done with Tenacious D is fucking fantastic. Uh, everyone give him shit about uh, School of Rock. School of Rock was great, dude. That Fuck. was a great movie. Dude, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie was awesome. It's like, was he the director of that movie? I don't know. Maybe. That was a great movie, though. What else did he do? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Shallow Hell. Oh, Shallow Hell was fucking great. I love that. That's one of my favorite comedies. He's like, he's looking at Jason Alexander. I said, hey, she's a nice looking lady. Are you talking about the draft, the hippo, <laughs> and the gazoo over there? Like, what the fuck are you looking at? One of my favorite parts of that movie is when they find, when they find out that his fucking character has a tail. <laughs> that shit is fucking like, hilarious. It's like, hey, it's like, don't laugh at me. I, I I try to hide this. That shit was fucking hilarious. Dude. But Jason Alexander is also a good. Uh, he was funny in Seinfeld. All right, well, let's stick to Tropic Thunder actors, please. You know that's a good idea. Actually, we we praised Jack Black a little bit. And let's talk about like uh, let's talk about Ben Stiller. You know, I mean, this movie kind of. I don't know. I guess you could kind of say kind of reinvented or kind of like breathed new life into Ben Stiller's career at the time when it came out, which is why I think a lot of people like it. Because, I mean, Ben Stiller was already doing pretty good back then, but I think this really like, you know, I think this movie like really did him a lot of favors, like helped him, you know, get back into like, you know, people saying, oh, you know, this is this guy's one of the best to do it. You know what I mean? And Ben Stiller was fucking... He's got some bangers, too, man. Fucking Zoolander. Uh, Dodgeball, he's fantastic. And he was great in heavyweights as Tony Perkis. I mean, Ben Stiller's just... He, he's a great actor, dude. And I mean, our beef aside, I love that guy. You know, I wish we could... I wish we could make up and become friends again. I wish we didn't have beef, me and you, Ben Stiller. What? You mean- I wish we could... Be, I wish we could just, you know... Let the beef go, man, and just be friends again. I would really enjoy that. I love you, Ben. I love you so much. Wait, wait, what happened? Remember, I've told you about this like eight times. I called out Ben Stiller on fucking Twitter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, okay, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the man himself, dude. Fucking RDJ. I'm t- this is before Marvel. This is before Iron Man. Like, or wait, was this around Iron Man? When did he start doing Iron Man? 2008. So this was around Iron Man then, right? Well, this is before Iron Man got, like, big. When did Iron Man get big? I'll find out for that. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, it's 2008. Yeah, so, I mean, it was around the same time. He made this movie around the same time he was making Iron Man, the first Iron Man. So, I mean, this is before his career, like, really took off as Iron Man. Yeah, Iron, no, Iron Man was the first movie. It came out in May, and Tropical Thunder came out in uh, August. Whatever. But, yeah, like, what I'm saying, but, I mean, after this movie dropped, I mean, his career kind of took off after that. Because then he did Iron Man, he did the Iron Man movies, and then he did the first Sherlock Holmes. And then, you know, Iron Man 2. Then Iron Man 3, you know what I mean? His career kind of just took off from there. The Avengers, all that shit, you know? Like, my man's career just took off after this movie, dude. And they were kind of saying that this, you know, one of the reasons why the movie was so good back then is because it was set, you know what I mean? Like, when it came out, it was during the year of Robert Downey Jr., right? He was already having a great year around the time the movie came out, so, you know? So it only helped propel his career even harder when the movie did drop. And then you guys, you got guys like fucking Jay Baruchel, who I don't think was like super big when the movie dropped. I think he might have been kind of big, but I don't think he was like, I think the only thing he really ever did was like, I think he was in Knocked Up around that time. Uh, He also did a short film with Seth Rogen called Jay and Seth versus the Apocalypse. Which was the, which was the uh, inspiration for this at the end. Then he did, fanboys a year after Tropic Thunder, 
which we've talked about that already once too. Oh hell yeah! So I mean, yeah, his I mean, his career didn't take off as like big as like RDJ's, but I mean, his career didn't like really slow down at all after that. You know, I mean, he's made some good shit since then. Yeah, RDJ is gonna be in that new Pinocchio movie coming out. Oh yeah, Netflix. Really? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, God, I got Tom Hanks. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wait, no, that's not the Netflix one. That's a different one. That's the Disney one. Yeah, there's a Netflix one coming out, too. Like, Guillermo del Toro. But, yeah, man. Jay Barrowshell, his career, you know, kind of got pretty solid after that, too. Now, I think, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think maybe one of the bigger names in this movie at the time was probably Tom Cruise. Because, I mean, he'd already dropped Top Gun, you know. The, I'm pretty sure he did the first Mission Impossible before this movie. Mission yeah, Impo- yeah. Mission, Mission Impossible 1 came out in 1996. So, I mean, his career was already pretty solid when he jumped into Tropic Thunder. Which, ori- which originally, he was offered the part of... He, they wanted him to be Tug Speedman's agent. But, he just... he. Tom Cruise made up the idea for him to be a studio head instead. And he came up with the look for Les Grossman. And then his dancing at the end of the movie, that was all Tom Cruise improvising. Yeah, which I, Ben Stiller almost cut that dancing at the end. He almost cut that out of the movie. Yeah, I might not like Tom Cruise, like his ball shack, like how Cheetah likes, love his ball shack. I don't fucking sh- like him that much. Hey, yeah, do. You fucking, you fucking goggle over him with, oh, man, you going to see the new Impossible movie? Dude, and I saw no, I'm going to see the new Jack Reacher movie. Well, the fucking that. Mission Impossible movies are fantastic, so. And fucking, he just discovered his love for Tom Cruise and Top Gun, 86. I didn't watch Top Gun until this year. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, that, like, like when I first watched it, it was like, huh, it like he's bald. Like At first, you didn't really look at it until you actually noticed, like, who the fuck, is that Tom Cruise? He 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 has some good liners. In Les Grossman's got probably some of the best lines in the entire movie. Hey, if you can step back, you can fuck your face. Why don't you take a step back and literally fuck your own face? Now, Agent Jack is my territory. Uh, sorry, I'm fucking starving. What else are we talking about? Oh, let's talk about fucking... Uh, Danny motherfucking McBride. Yeah, Danny McFucking Bride. What was his career looking like? Well, a year after, year after doing this one, he did Eastbound and Down, the first season of Eastbound and Down. And the same year as Tropic Thunder, he dropped Pineapple Express, which is probably one of his best movies ever. Hot Rod. Oh, yeah, he also did Hot Rod the year before. Uh... He did Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell about a year after, which nobody really talks about that movie because... Due date. We just don't talk about it. Yes, I mean, his... A lot of the things with... With uh, Danny McBride, too, is that he did a lot of... He got into a lot of directing, too, so... Wait, uh, what was he in, in Kung Fu Panda? I don't know. He he was in it. He's in two movies of it. I don't fucking know what he was. He was in that movie, Sausage Party. Yeah, literally everybody was in that movie. But yeah, I mean, his career didn't. You know what I mean? His. I think so far, if we had to say, I think probably RDJ's career is the one that took off the most after Tropic Thunder. But that's kind of unfair because he joined the MCU, so he was set for fucking ever after that. Set for 10 years. But, oh, Wolf Balls. Played Wolf Balls in Kung Fu Panda, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody that was in the movie either already had a steady career by the time they joined the movie or got a steady career after the movie. So, I mean, this movie kind of did a lot for a lot of people, you know what I mean? It kind of, you know, breathed new life into Ben Stiller's career. RDJ's career fucking took off from here. You know, Danny McBride got up to some shit. Jay Baruchel got into some good shit, you know. Yo, you forgot about Brandon T. Jackson. Oh, yeah. What was he up to around this time? He, um, 2010, that's when he started making more movies. 
Yeah, 2010 he did the first Percy Jackson movie. Uh, he also did that movie Lottery Ticket. Yeah, that movie's fucking funny. That's yo, a good movie. Yo, if I ever had to win that billion dollars on the Mega Million, I'd be like Bow Wow in that movie. Yeah, I mean, Brandon T. Jackson's a good actor, man. I feel like he just hasn't been in a lot. Like a lot of stuff that makes him... Yeah, like a lot of big stuff, you know what I mean? But he's a good actor, though. I mean, everything I've seen him in, I've never had any complaints. So, But I mean, well... I forgot Nick Nolte was in this, so he probably had the biggest career at the time. Who, Nick Nolte? Yeah, he was in pretty much fucking everything. Like, yo, Nick Nolte looks like uh, Jeff Bridges. No, not really. But all right. What was McConaughey up to at the time? Oh, yeah, they said that this movie kind of started the McConaughey renaissance, you know, kind of? <laughs> I think so. Like, his career kind of took off after this movie, too. Same with Robert Day. What's also cool is John, uh, Justin Thoreau worked on this movie with Ben Stiller, which was awesome because he's a great actor too. But uh, yeah, going back to uh, Matthew McConaughey, um, he wasn't even the first choice for Peck, for Tug's agent. He wasn't even, you know, there was already another actor casted in the role and everything. The original choice for Peck was Owen Wilson. That's why. That's why I saw Owen Wilson then. Yeah, and he'd already been cast for the movie, but before they were about to start shooting, he had to drop out of the movie because of a parent suicide attempt. Oh yeah, he he did went to the dark side for that moment. Yeah, so when he dropped out of the movie, Ben Stiller called Matthew McConaughey to take up the role. Yo, just imagine having a Ben, St- oh, not a Ben Stiller movie. Like, I don't mind like. I'll be honest, like, I don't mind Ben Stiller, but he's not my. Hey, you want to go see a Ben Stiller movie? Well, I guess so. No, but just imagine having Matthew McConaughey and, and Old Wilson in a movie together. Wow! All right, all right, all right. Wow! Wow! <laughs> all right, yeah, I got a little uh, article here from uh, Los Angeles Times back in two thousand seven. Around the time they were shooting the movie, that's what it says. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is taking Owen Wilson's role in the comedy film Tropic Thunder. Wilson dropped out of the DreamWorks movie after an apparent suicide attempt last month. Tropic Thunder, which is filming in Hawaii, stars Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Nick Nolte, Bill Hader, and Steve Coogan. Stiller is also directing. McConaughey has an uncredited cameo in the movie his publicist Nicola, Nicole Perez said Wednesday. Tropic Thunder is about a group of actors who gather on a remote island to shoot a big-budget war movie and are forced to become the soldiers they are playing. Uh, Wilson, 38, was taken by ambulance to a hospital after police responded to a call from a Santa Monica home. The day after he was hospitalized... Wilson issued a statement asking for privacy so he could receive care and heal. So, I mean, first of all, it's crazy that to even happen. Second of all, thankfully, you know, he got the help that he needed because, you know, Owen Wilson's a fucking man. I can't imagine living in a world where he's not around. Yo, uh, I found found that whole line that take a step back. You want me to read it? Yeah, go on. All right. Les, Les Grossman. Okay. Damn it. Why does shit got to pop up right now? What? Dickhead. Okay, flaming dragons. Fuck face. First, take a step. Take a big step back and literally fuck your face now. I don't know what kind of Pam Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here. But Asian Jack... Is my territory, so whatever you thinking, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm going to have to head down there, and I will ram down any ungoofily fucking firestone up yours, and you're going to have to call the fucking national, uh, uh, not national, uh, United Nations. And get a fucking uh, ballot and re- uh, 
revolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am t- talking Scotland, Earth, motherfucker. I will mess you. I will fuck you up. Hang up. He hangs up. Hands up. Asks his sister to find out who there was. Yeah, good times. But uh, yeah, ba- I feel we kind of missed a whole b- little bit there. But uh, basically, in the movie, after the set gets fucked up because the director accidentally gives uh, the F- the special effects guy the signal to blow up the jungle. He does. That's where he delivers his signature. Mother Nature's pissing her pants, dude. Uh, then that sets the movie back weeks. So, after a drunken night on the beach with four-leaf Tayback, the director decides, oh, why don't we bring these men to the real jungle, drop them in the real shit, and film it all. It'll be like a real war movie. Well, they do that, and things don't really go exactly to plan. First of all, when they get there, the director gets blown up by a landmine, <laughs> which Tug Speedman believes is just a fake. He thinks it's just all part of the. He thinks it's all part of the plan. To, uh, to just make the movie seem more real. Well, everybody else is pretty much convinced that it's not real. And during the commotion of them all fighting, they. They get the attention of some actual Vietnamese soldiers nearby because they're actually near a drug compound. Heroin compound. Which produces mass amounts of heroin and is run by a 12-year-old kid. But, you know, then Tug being the fucking hero he is, thinking it's still a movie, he starts shooting his fake gun into the jungle thinking it's real, throws a prop grenade. But then it actually blows up because before they took the boys there, Cody, the special effects guy, lined the whole tree line with C4. So, you know, that obviously doesn't help at all to convince Tug that it's not real. You know, so... I mean, that it is real. So, you know, and then they... That's when they decide, oh, we're just going to start trekking through the jungle... Let's go shoot ourselves a war movie. They're probably watching the whole time. But it's actually just Cody and Four Leaf Tayback watching. And when they come down to find what happened, they get captured. Well, first, Cody and Tayback get into a fight. That's when he finds out that Four Leaf actually isn't Four Leaf. Well, he is Four Leaf, but he's not. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Yeah, that, he has fake hook hands, first of all. Yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> I remember watching that part. He, they're both tied up. They're both tied up in the jungle. I don't know how to cut you off. This is probably the first time I cut you off like this in a while. But I remember that part. He looks like, what? I was like, you're, you're not real? I like, no, I never served. I was a, a patron. What the fuck you mean? No, he says, I, I served for the Coast Guard, but I was on sanitation duty. And he says, you're a fucking garbage man? And it's pretty funny. We get a little bit, ba- uh, you know, back and forth from them too, which is hilarious to watch. But then, you know, while walking through the jungle, you know, discussing shit, we get what is probably one of the best scenes between Kirk Lazarus and Tug Speedman. When Kirk is giving him, giving Tug advice about his movie, Special Jack. Or Jack, what was it? Yeah, Special Jack. Special Jack, yeah. And, you know, before I read this line, I just want you to know that I do not condone the use of this word, okay? But for move, for episode purposes, I'm going to read it in its full entirety. Are you talking about the one he's, um... Yes, that oh. one. <laughs> oh, my God. So basically, he's talking to him, and he's like, he's like, oh, everybody knows you never go full retard. And Tug's like, what do you mean? And he's like, check it out. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Counted toothpicks, cheated cards, autistic show, not retarded. You know Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, slow, yes, retarded, maybe. Braces on his legs, but he charmed the pants off Nixon, and he won a ping pong contest competition. They ain't retarded. He was a goddamn war hero. You know any retarded war heroes? 
You want a full retard, man. Never go full retard. You don't buy that? Ask Sean Penn, 2001. I am Sam, remember? Went full retard, went home empty-handed. So basically tells him that his movie Special Jack was a box office bomb because he went full retard, which you never do. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. And if you've never seen Tropic Thunder and you really don't have any plans on watching it but you want to know how bad Special Jack was, just imagine the worst representation you could think of, and it's about that, pretty much. It's pretty fucking terrible. But it's hilarious. So... Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that part real quick. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, but anyways, they're they're in the jungle, you know, trying to make this movie still, you know. And then, at one point, they find out that Tug can't actually read the map, and he's been leading them in the wrong way. <laughs> so then they decide to split up. He decides to go his way. No, he got mad at them. Yeah, and so he decides to leave. They decide to let Sandusky, who can actually read the map, because in preparation for the movie, Sandusky's the only one who actually went to boot camp. So he knows how to read the map. So then, you know, we get this... Yo, that that part right there, like, as soon as they get to the big-ass fight, a fucking uh, Jack Black's uh, character, uh, Fatty or whatever his name is, he's like... He's fucking tripping out. He's like, dude, I'm going to fucking attack that motherfucker. But he didn't really say, I'm going to attack that motherfucker. But you know how it is. I'm going to attack that motherfucker. It's a fucking water buffalo motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Like, how the fuck? Dude, like, those kind of those kind of animals in their environment, like water buffalo, hippos, rhinos, you don't want to go up to no motherfucker like that. Yeah, well, he's fucking tripping out. He's all drugged out. He was detoxing from heroin. <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. But yeah, oh, oh, my bad, I missed the part where uh, when they decide to stop and make camp for the night, uh, Kirk Lazarus, Robert Downey Jr. character, and Brandon T. Jackson's character, Motown, they have this little interaction where uh, RDJ's character recites the lyrics to the Jefferson's theme song. <laughs> and when, Brand, when Motown calls him on it, he's like, hey man, don't make it not true. Just because that theme song don't make it not true. Which is pretty fucking funny. Then, you know, all the shit with Tug, and then we get this awesome little scene where Tug's in the jungle, sleeping in a rain, in a canopy that he made himself. And when he hears something rustling around in the woods, what does he do? He kills a panda, a baby panda. <laughs> After just. Before the movie made it, the movie started, he just did a photo shoot with a baby panda. <laughs> and then he fucking killed one. Yo, why does... And he called his agent to confess that he killed a baby panda. I was like, wait, wait you kill a prostitute? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's also this running joke throughout the whole movie between Tug and his his agent about how he never got the TiVo that he was promised, which is pretty fucking funny. Which comes back in a hilarious way at the end of the movie. But it does save him. Yeah, I mean it's pretty badass. Yo, I, like out of the out of the funny people, I think uh, Bro- uh, RBJ's character he has some of the fucking best wine liners. Oh, oh, for sure. Um, here's one of his one of his many best liners. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the liner what he said at the beginning of the episode, but the one is, I know who I am. I play a dude, a dude. No, let me just say it again because he's like some dudes in there. I know who I am. I am a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah, and then Tug says, maybe you're a dude who doesn't know what dude he is, so he's pretending to be other dudes. <laughs> then um, that famous line, you people, is like, what do you mean, you people? The... What do you mean, you people? <laughs> it's pretty funny because, like, near the end, like, uh, when they're getting ready for, like, the big battle, when they go in to try and save Tug, the him and fucking Kirk start having, like, an identity crisis if they don't know who the fuck they are. Like, what's going on? Which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> and then Kirk finally breaks character. After saying that he doesn't break character until the DVD commentary, he finally breaks character, and he's like, I don't know who I am. Maybe I'm nobody. And then, you know, Sandusky and Motown, 
they go on this fucking, you know, they go start fucking praising these guys to get them to fucking, you know, get up and fight. He's like, oh, you're Kirk Lazarus. You're the reason I got into acting. And then fucking Motown tells Tug, he's like, oh, Scorched Earth 1 through 20 are my shits, man. He's like, I love those movies. I get high to those movies, man. You're my inspiration. <laughs> and then we get what is a badass scene. And they're running away and tr- trying to get away. Just fucking sick. Yeah, I think my favorite one is uh, where uh, Tug's saying, this is insane. Are you really going to abandon this movie? We're supposed to be a unit. And uh, Kurt says, suck my unit. <laughs> All right, well, going off that, what do you think your favorite scene is from the whole movie? Oh, God. It could even be more than one scene. Like, at least... Like, scenes that stand out to you when you watch a movie. Ones that you, like, really... That you, like, remember after watching it. Uh, definitely the scene where, um... Where, we, where you discussed the, the first quote, uh, meat wagon or something. Oh, I hope you boys like hamburger meat. Up in this world, be... Because that's exactly what I'm be bringing back and serving up in this here whirly bird. Cover me, you limp dick fuck-ups. Are those fuckers? No, it's fuck-ups. That one, uh... The one where, um... Cody was up in the fucking, uh, uh, the fucking... The mountains? No, not the mountains. No, up in the thing on the movie set? Yeah, it's like, I said, Mother Nature just pissed her fucking pet. I like when he's talking about the guys that are helping him. He's like, I need somebody up here who speaks fucking English. No, American. He said, or, Yeah, I need somebody up here who speaks fucking American. <laughs> I like when he's up in the, uh, when him and Fourleaf, after they drop him in the jungle, him and Fourleaf are up on the hill. And he's waiting for the signal to blow off the shit in the trees. And he's like, when he doesn't, he's like, big ass titties. That's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, when they roll, when Kirk and Jeff, Jeff Portnoy, when they roll into the Vietnamese camp, when they have, when they have Jeff strapped to the back of the water buffalo. And fucking Kirk's pretend to be a, uh, be a rice farmer. And he starts, like, fucking hitting him with bamboo sticks and shit. He's like, ah, ah, stop, stop, stop. That shit's pretty fucking funny. And then, uh, I don't know, I mean, there's just so much to like. I like the ending, like, when they're when they're running from the camp. And Tug's like, oh, you know, go without me. I have to go back for my son, half squat. And then he comes back, running back towards the chopper. It with the fucking kid stabbing him. He's like, I was wrong. I was wrong. Get me out of here. And, and he he fucking chucks the kid over the bridge. Yo, yo, we just we were just watching it. Uh, no, you were watching it as I was picking up from work. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. That shit's so funny. It's a great fucking movie. And then, uh, you know, they play out the scene just like it's supposed to be in the movie. Where, like, Tug gets blown up. So Kirk goes to save him. I can't feel my legs. You're in a puddle. Oh, you're sitting in a puddle. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I know who you are. You're my friend. You're my brother. Dude, that was a good part. Because at the beginning of the movie, they couldn't say that. They couldn't do that scene because they both kept crying too much. Just fucking hilarious. I also like at the end that fucking Tug Speedman wins an award. Wins like a Golden Globe for his performance or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, fucking, what does he, what does it say? Oh, for the, based on the true story of the most expensive fake war story ever made. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. What'd they say he ended up spending like a billion dollars or something like that? Like 400 billion? Oh. <laughs> it's fucking funny. It's a great fucking movie, dude. Let's, uh, first I got a couple, uh, taking a little, Page out Chop's book over there. I got me a little uh, fact list. Facts list. What the fuck? Fifteen things you probably didn't know about Tropic Thunder. So let's start it off. Number one. Wait, wait. Let me just see. We found this at. I'll send you the link. I send me the link. Fuck it. I sent it to you. Let me know if you got it. If you get it. Uh, Give us a second, because the fucking tech... No, yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put my reading glasses on, too. You're what? Oh, fuck you. You know what I'm saying. All right, go ahead. All right, number one. Because he is a method actor, 
and Kirk Lazarus, Robert Downey Jr. stayed in character all through filming. He did not break character once during the entire movie. Which is pretty fucking funny. Uh, then number two, I said this earlier, Tom Cruise was approached to play Tug Speedman's agent, but instead suggested the idea of a studio head. The character's look and dance sequence were all Cruise's idea. Uh, three, after Cruise decided against the role, the part of Speedman's agent was earmarked for Owen Wilson after Wilson suffered some public personal issues that made him unavailable, Ben Stiller called in Matthew McConaughey. Uh, number four, Stiller first had the idea for the movie while filming Empire of the Sun. Friends of his who were appearing in military-themed movies would tell him about boot camps they had had to go through, which made them feel like a real soldier. Stiller found their suggesting that pretending to be a soldier was anything like being a real soldier completely hilarious. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. said he based Kirk Lazarus on a combination of Russell Crowe, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Colin Farrell. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, number six, the initial script concerned a group of actors going to military boot camp and coming back with post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> Uh, Stiller-based Tug Speedman on a young Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Number eight, Brandon T. Jackson auditioned 13 times before being cast as Al Pacino. Uh, According to Brandon T. Jackson, when his mom visited the set, she thought Robert Downey Jr. was Don Cheadle. See? Yeah. If we could continue on, I thought that was Don Cheadle. That's fucking funny. It's like, no, nah, man, that's Rob Downey Jr. Ah, fuck you, it's not. That's fucking funny. Uh, number 10, the cow used in the film was actually pregnant, which the cast and crew only realized when they arrived on set one day and she was nursing a calf. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking crazy right there. I just pulled up on, like, uh, I hate to say, like, remember back our earlier, earlier episodes before we even cracked the 20s or something? 20s or 30s? In the twenties or whatever, yeah. You should call me fingers because I just looked up shit. I popped it up. And it just says the cast and crew find out it been it had been a pregnant with a cow on set. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eleven, Jack Black's character Jeff Portnoy was partially based on Chris Farley, which I could definitely see that. I could definitely definitely see that. Uh, very early on, Ben Stiller considered playing Rick Peck eventually played by Matthew McConaughey, and you wanted Keanu Reeves to play Tug Speedman. Just imagine Keanu. That'd be a fucking completely different movie. Uh, Kirk Lazarus was written as Irish, but Robert Downey Jr. asked to change the accent because he'd learned Australian accent for natural-born killers. What is Robert Downey Jr. American? Yeah. Reels of the film were sent to theaters with the code name Capricorn. And 15, most deaf turned down the role of Al Pacino. Most deaf? Yeah, the, you know, like the singer? Or the rapper? Yeah, whatever, rapper, singer. Yo, it, yo the, movie, the movie was great. I might have to just rewatch it again, because I got it for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty great movie. Uh, also, I got a couple other... Little facts from another list. Uh, Stiller opted out of doing a boot camp beforehand. Uh, the plan was that there would be an intensive two-day boot camp when the actor showed up for rehearsal. Instead, when a producer informed Stiller that due to scheduling, they could either do the boot camp or have a cast dinner, Stiller decided, let's just go for the cast dinner. That'll be much more fun. And then uh, some scenes were improvised. While Stiller and his co-writers just Justin Thoreau and Ethan Cohen wrote the screenplay, there were purely improvised moments in the final cut. One was Jay Baruchel's Kevin Sandusky talking about the rise of Blu-rays. Baruchel was talking about it on set, and Stiller told him to do it in front of the cameras. Uh, the movie was mostly shot in Kauai. The Hawaiian Island was also used for South Pacific in 1958, 
and Jurassic Park 1993, Tropic Thunder was the largest production ever staged on the island. Um, Jack Black bruised a rib while on set for the movie. Uh, he said he was running with his big gun and he dove into a foxhole, Black explained to the Chicago Tribune. I landed funny on the gun and it bruised my rib. The bruise lasted six weeks. You cannot breathe all the way without it hurting. Uh, Jack Black would also take a nap and listen to NPR when putting on the fatties costumes. Uh, Filming the scenes from the fatties, the movie within the movie, in which Jeff Portnoy played the titular five characters, took three days. Black caught up on sleep while his prosthetics and makeup were being applied. Other times he passed the time listening to This American Life on his iPod. Oof, fucking iPod. That just tells you how old this movie is. Uh, Stiller acknowledged that it wasn't an easy shoot. After shooting in Kauai for 13 weeks, Stiller handed out T-shirts to the cast and crew that read, I survived to Ben Stiller's comedy death camp. Hey, wait. All right, after we get the next one. A couple of people required hospitalization after getting centipede bites, and there was constant fear of... Leprotocyphrus virus. The first cut was three and a half hours long. At first, Stiller couldn't only find 20 minutes that he would consider taking out. The theater cut was 107 minutes long. Uh, Cruz's uh, involvement was meant to be a surprise. Cruz wasn't in the trailer and no images of Grossman were in the press kits on on purpose. Cruz's lawyer threatened legal action to media outlets that posted leaked images of Cruz as Grossman before the movie debuted. It was traced back to an INF staff photographer. Al Pacino was cool with Alpha China. Stiller claimed that the Oscar winner actor was tickled. Uh, there was a mockumentary called Reign of Madness. Thoreau played German filmmaker Jan... Jurgen, a man looking to uncover the truth behind the disappearance of director Damien Cockburn. In the tie-in mockumentary inspired by the Apocalypse Now mockumentary, Hearts of Darkness, a filmmaker's apocalypse, it it was released on iTunes to promote Tropic Thunder and came with its own website. Bill Hader played a studio executive and Janine Groffalo made a cameo as a therapist. Paramount prom- promoted Downey in character for a award show conditioner. Kaz Lesnar was given he owned for his condition ad, for your consideration for your consideration ad in the trademark the trade magazine it is also doubted as a way to promote the DVD of the film, which features a commentary with uh, Downey as Lincoln or Osaya. Osiris. Osiris and, and uh, his character and uh, Downey ended up nominated for Best Supporting Actor but lost to Heath Ledger for, from the Dark Knight Legends. Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight. Yo, he was, he was up against uh, a supporting actor like Heath Ledger. Yeah, you're not winning that. Dude, I hate to say it. I'm still like, okay, Heath Ledger is not. He's good Joker, but my favorite Joker is always going to be Mark Hamill. I, I know you have that. literally never said before today that your favorite Joker is Mark Hamill. Hey, literally never once. Hey, it was Jerry. It was Jerry Leto. That's uh, fucking terrible. Hey, he's better than he's better than that Joker in the, in the Batman. There wasn't even a joke. Oh yeah, you're right. There was. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I was going to read this list about why. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention real quick. Um, recently, literally as of like this month, like a couple of days ago, Tom Cruise has already come out and stated that he wants to bring back Les Grossman somehow. Like him and the director who makes the Mission Impossible movies, they're already talking about ways to bring back Les Grossman somehow. So that could be pretty badass. But I was going to read this list about why Tropic Thunder 2 didn't happen, but it's just basic shit. It was just, just do a rundown on it. It's just basic shit, dude. The cast is busy with other stuff. 
Robert Downey Jr. said no already. Because he said he'd probably make money off it, but it wouldn't be that good. Uh, sequel would be hard to pull off. Um, ben Stiller's last sequel stumbled. Zoolander 2 was, it was a, a failure. It, it was a flop. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I didn't really watch it. It was just... Uh, R-rated comedies and and sequels are struggling. Uh, you know, you got disappointment releases of Baywatch, Rough Night, and The House... Uh, then, but they said it could end up getting a spinoff, which you know Tom Cruise is Les Grossman, who's already said he wants to come back. Uh, they said there is still a chance that it could happen, but there, I mean, you know, there's no guarantee. But uh, they said they waited. We waited nearly a decade between Anchorman movies. And although he may have ended up wishing he'd left well enough alone, Stiller took 15 years to get a Zoolander sequel in, in theaters. But as of right now, the cast has fully stocked or fully stacked schedules, so it just couldn't happen. But like they said, you never know; it could happen. You know, maybe. I just hope that if it's ever brought back in some capacity, it's not a fucking you know reboot or something, because I don't want that. It would only work with the cast that it had in the first movie. You know, um, their, their soundtrack was all right. The soundtrack had 15 tracks on it. Uh, the link, it came out August 5th, 2008. 40 minutes and 10 seconds long. I'm not going to say the names of these. Uh, there's there's not really uh, nothing really pop out. You Can't Touch This was one. Uh, I love that pussy. I love that pussy. Hell yeah, I love that pussy. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, get back. Get back. Get back. Yeah, I was when he was ta- when Cheeto was talking about that. I was I want to know. I think we're gonna start doing this. If the like, how much was the budget for the movie and how much they made? The budget for this movie was ninety two million dollars. The box office they made one hundred ninety five point seven million. Pretty much, they made a hundred million, hundred three million dollars more than they made. Yeah, we've never done that before for any movie we've ever. No, we, never. we have. We have really done that for every single one. I don't remember. That's not good because you're literally the one who does it every time. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't remember. All right, real quick. Uh, I find there's another article here. I want to read a couple things off from. Uh, it was published in 2018. And it says, 10 years on, Tropic Thunder is still a brutal kick in Hollywood's ass. And uh, here's a couple of reasons why. Uh, it says it surpassed some of its most notable influences. Uh, chances are you've seen 1999's Galaxy Quest, a Star Trek parody so funny, rich, and solid that some Trekkies even hold it among the canical Star Trek movies. Uh, hold on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Literally none of this has anything to do with that. But, okay. But also, uh, it gave Tom Cruise a much-needed post-couch win, big win. Uh, the bit, mid-2000s were rough for Tom Cruise's image. Mission Impossible 3 didn't exactly light up the box office. Lions for Lambs bombed outright. And then there was an Oprah couch incident. It seemed like the impossible had happened. Cruise's star was fading. That was until his explosive performance as Hollywood agent Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder. Rumored to be based on Harvey Weinstein, Grossman was a hilarious, over-the-top destruction of the stereotypical Hollywood executive. Brash, profane, arrogant, egotistical, manipulative, greedy, and grandiose. He might be a bit much to swallow and a bit harder to watch, given what we know about the man who some say inspired him. But his memeable dance moves go down so smooth. Uh, it was also part of the year of Robert Downey Jr., which we said earlier. Uh, it helped kick off the McConaughey-Sansons, which we also said earlier. Uh, and then also, it was woke as hell, especially for the time. Uh, another infamous element of Tropic Thunder, Ben Stiller's action star Tug Speedman formerly played the titular character in Simple Jack, 
an in-universe critical and financial failure centered on a young man with learning disabilities. As with Tropic Thunder's treatment of blackface, the concept of Simple Jack held Hollywood's feet to the fire, skewering the way able-bodied actors have portrayed people with disabilities to earn those award season's accolades. Tropic Thunder also featured Brandon T. Jackson as Alpha Chino, a hyper-masculine but closeted rapper-turned-actor. When he accidentally comes out to his co-stars, he is met only with encouragement. We also get to see Chino with his boyfriend at the end of the film in a heartwarming moment. The 2000s saw their share of important comedies with Superbad, The Four-Year-Old Virgin, and Knocked Up digging into the number of issues on the tip of people's tongues. But Tropic Thunder cracked the egg of Hollywood itself. For that, and for its role-licking destructions, deconstructions of entitlement, race, fame, the creative process, and self-actualization, it soon won't be forgotten. So yeah, there you go, man. Fucking Tropic Thunder. A movie so good that it stands the test of time forever. Oh, definitely, for sure. And it probably always will. I mean, if you know somebody in your life that doesn't like Tropic Thunder, walk up to them right now, punch them in the face, and tell them they're a fucking idiot. Or they don't like that kind of movie. Who doesn't like that kind of movie? Everyone likes that kind of movie. Dude, it has so many cameos. You think you rank this as your bet, your top parody movie? Oh, one hundred percent, dude. Come on. You're telling me you go against like scary movie? The first scary movie was good, and then after that, it got fucking whoa, stupid. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The scary movie two. No, scary movie two is trash. No, dude. scary movie two was better than the scary movie. Boy. Mm. 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 Not really. Oh, well, let me just let me just paste the turkey. Uh, uh. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Oh, I don't know what this little thing is. I'm, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, let me kiss you my strong hand. Yeah, it was not that good. Come on. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, why are we arguing about uh, scary movies? Because <sighs> you're fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid. That's why they're. That's why you're fats. That's why your character's name is Fats. Because you got a fat head. Hey, you got a fat head. Oh, I'm fucking starving. What time is it? Oh, time check. Yes. One hour, one minute. Oh, that's all I need to hear. Five seconds. That's all I need to hear. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm starving. Um, dude, all right, we've got to do this. We rank it five stars. Five out of five, one hundred percent. It's a perfect movie. It's fantastic from start to finish. It was for for me. It wasn't boring. It, like, cause you know how you know how I watch movies, and I'm on my phone. Because I watched before, I I give it a, I give it a four point nine, because I'm that guy. No, 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 really, I give it like a five. What do you give the fucking Suicide Squad, with Jared Leto? Oh, uh, out uh, of five. Out of five? Yeah. Like I give it like a, uh, like a four point one. You're fucking lying. You're fucking lying. Are you fucking lying? No here? way. You're fucking lying, bro. We give it. The movie is fucking terrible. No, no, I. No, you're literally only giving it a grade that high because of Jared Leto. Don't no, lie. No, Harley Be honest. Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah, she was fucking terrible in that movie. She fucking, was better in the Suicide Squad. No fucking one shot, uh, dead shot. Yeah, terrible. Uh, what we give it then? I give it a fucking two. You're terrible for fucking wasting my time. All right, the that, Suicide Squad was a thousand times better. Oh, fuck yeah, King Shark and shit. No, all right. If you give it that two, how about uh, the Justice League? Which one? The fucking only fucking... Suck. Zack Snyder's Justice League? The one where it was so fucking... The one that's four hours long? Not the four hour long one. The original one? Joss? The... Joss this week? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's a fucking one. That movie's trash. Oh my god. Zack Snyder's Justice League is fucking great. Yeah. That's like a four point two. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you want to see Ch- Cheetah get in a fucking rage over fucking moves and shit? Just don't, let... don't fucking do it. Yeah, I could just get him rage right now. Don't fucking start. I swear to God. <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, uh, next week's episode is going gonna to be another laid-back one because, once again, Cheetah said we're going to get ready for our 60th. Yeah, we're getting ramped up for number 60, dude. We're going to bring hookers in here and everything. What, hookers? Uh... We're going to bring hookers in here and fucking kiss us while we work. 
Or just be torque on the little. We're also gonna bring. We're also bringing back. The man, the myth, the legend. Wait, wait. That's, are you talking about grandfather? No, for episode sixty. Oh. Bringing back the legend. Bop, 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 bop. Retro Scotty. Retro Scotty. Well, it's not set in stone yet, but hopefully he'll be. Oh, here. Man, that'd be fucking sucks if we don't. If but we... he is supposed to be here for episode sixty because it's pretty big, and I asked him to be on it because I know. I kind of like how the three of us flowed together last time. So yeah, happy fingers for that episode. You might you know you might not hear as much of me on that episode. Good, we don't ever want to fucking hear you oh, again. Fuck you, man. Can we hey, fucking wrap this up, hey, please? Man, so I can hey, go eat him starving. I'm just saying, one love over here. I'm literally gonna die from starvation. Hey, you want you want some of my crackers? No. Oh god. All right, man. Yo, funny thing is, uh, I was at lunch yesterday. My my friend Mitch. If you listen to this, Mitch. Thank you for buying those Reese cups for me. Then I pay him a dollar for it. You're fucking fat, dude. Yo, hey, Reese cups, disgusting. Reese cups, too much peanut butter. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, man, I feel I feel like next week's episode, this we, we might get more debates than anything. All right, dude, let's get the fuck out of here, man. All right. All right, you know who I am. It's your boy Cheetah, aka America's housekeeper, aka Mister America. A.K.A. the cool guy in every single movie ever, while Chop is always the fat guy in every movie ever. But this has been Tropic Thunder. I have been Kevin Sandusky, A.K.A. Brooklyn. And I'm out. Yeah, you know who I am. I'm Chop, A.K.A. the best, A.K.A. I don't really don't know. Uh, I'm just going to run it on. Uh, thanks for riding along, losers. <laughs>